If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. been some time since I've seen you and thrilled to be back to share some ideas, thoughts with you. It's a wonderful time to be here, a wonderful time to exchange concepts and ideas and to talk to you about what is important with regard to the Parsha, with regard to life itself. We're well into Elul, only what a short, what less, well, less than a week, a short week and a couple of days before Rosh Hashanah. It's a very special time, a time of reflection, a time of preparation. It's a time that we have to think about what's important to us. It's a time that we have to consider what, in fact, this month is, the opportunities that exist in this month, the incredible amount of divine energy, of divine blessing that's there. And we have to create the receptacles, the vessels, to receive those blessings. We're going to stand before God. King of Kings, Judge of Judges, and we're all going to ask for a well-deserved, good, sweet, wonderful year, a year of tremendous, tremendous blessing, each and every one according to his or her needs. One needs good health, one needs Parnassah, another one needs a partner in life. Each and every one of us have specific needs and requests, and Hashem listens to each and every one of us. In the most incredible sort of way, in a personal sort of way, in a giving sort of way. Hashem is not distant. Hashem is never distant, particularly during the month of El, as we've often spoken about. The king is in the field. It's a time where God actually presents himself to each and every one of us in a way that makes him accessible in the easiest, most simple of ways. All we have to do is reach out. It's not a time that we have to work so hard in order to bring about the incredible compassion and mercy that God has for each and every one of us, particularly at this time of the year. But it's this time of the year where Hashem makes himself available, reaches out to each and every one of us, and each and every one of us should respond accordingly. The opportunity is there. And while, of course, it's difficult to understand, it's difficult to see, it's not something that we can actually open up our physical eyes and see the more we work at it, the more we understand it, the more we begin to delve into our relationship with God, what God means to us, God creator of heaven and earth, God who directs and manages heaven and earth in each and every single stage and step of each and every single one of us. When we consider these things carefully internally with a tremendous sense of relevance as far as our lives are concerned, this is when we begin to sense, perhaps not see so clearly, perhaps not hear so clearly, we begin to sense this closeness, this attachment, this incredible divine love that exists, Hashem to us and we to Hashem. And we should take advantage of this very special time to do just that, to reach out to God, to godliness, and to ask for a good and sweet year materially and spiritually, in every sense of the word. And this is why when we only have, well, this Arab Shabbat, next Arab Shabbat, two Shabbatot left before Rosh Hashanah, let's use this time correctly, particularly because this is the Shabbos that is known as Shabbos Salichot. Tomorrow night, many of us will be gathering in various shuls around midnight to begin prayers of supplication to God.
to begin prayers of reaching out, recognizing our shortcomings, asking God's forgiveness for those shortcomings, recognizing the fact that we haven't always been as good as we should be, recognizing the fact that we may have made mistakes, well, intentionally or otherwise, the fact remains we may have made mistakes in life and we reach out to God with tremendous sense of humility, with a tremendous sense of devotion, asking God to bring about slicha mechila, to bring about forgiveness and atonement. While, of course, this concludes in great measure on Yom Kippur, we start the week before Rosh Hashanah, with these particular prayers, reaching out to God, understanding and knowing full well that perhaps we aren't deserving of what we ask for and what we need and what we want. Fact remains, God welcomes these prayers. He, in fact, waits for us to extend these prayers to make this overture so he can, in fact, bless us with a good and sweet year. And one of the important prayers of the Slichot is the 13 measures of God's incredible compassion for the Jewish people. The incredible gift that he gave to Moshe for the Jewish people soon after the sin of the golden calf, where Moshe approaches God and tells God, forgive these people. Yes, they have behaved very, very badly. They've turned against you. They've denied their faith in you to a large degree. But nonetheless, forgive them. And God, in a moment of great compassion, says, yes, I will give them the 13 levels, 13 measures of divine compassion. And these are the prayers that we say together in Slichot. We say it out loud for those who continue with Slichot between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. It is the 13 measures of God's divine compassion that in fact stand out. And we have to take advantage of it, to reach out to God's compassion, to understand the fact that as a loving Father, He looks upon us with tremendous benevolence. He looks upon us with tremendous love. He looks upon us with a tremendous desire to give us all that we need and all that we ask for and all that, well, please God, we should deserve notwithstanding the fact that within our hearts we know that we haven't been all that perfect, we haven't been all that good. Nonetheless, Hashem waits for our prayers. Nonetheless, Hashem waits for our overtures, willing, excited to respond to each and every one of us according to their needs. And this is why it's a very special Shabbos. It's a Shabbos that comes soon before Rosh Hashanah. It's a Shabbos that comes during the month of Elul. And it's a Shabbos of Salichot as we prepare for the incredible encounter between ourselves and God. We want to purify ourselves. We want to elevate ourselves. We want to make ourselves so much better than we are. And while, of course, this is a great challenge, this is a great task, elevating ourselves, making ourselves better. This is something which is often tremendously difficult to achieve, but it is within the realm of possibility. It's something that can be done, and if it can be done, it should be done, and if it should be done, we must do it with a tremendous sense of devotion and a tremendous sense of joy as well. And while in a few minutes' time we're going to talk about the Parsha and how all of this relates to that which I'm talking about, the experience of connecting, reconnecting to God and asking Him for that which we need, we will think about this idea. This is a time of opportunity and chance, and we must take the opportunity and take that chance. <laughs> 
more of the soup. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. Parsha this week is Kitavo, coming into the land, entering the land. God tells the Jewish people, when you finally come into the land, you've battled against the enemy. You've taken the land, you've divided according to the instructions of God. Then you will bring your first fruits to the Kohen and declare in a language of tremendous thanksgiving and gratitude the wonderful things that Hashem has done for you. It's an opening which is so glorious. It's an opening which is so uplifting. It's an opening which talks to us about the many gifts God gave us and gives us and will give us. And we have to have the appreciation and gratitude for thanksgiving to recognize these gifts from God and to respond accordingly. It's a Parsha that opens up with a statement that talks to us about the incredible relationship between ourselves and God. Coming into the land, the land, the great land, the promised land, the land that is filled with blessing on every single level, the land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, coming into the land, the dream, the fulfillment of the dream of the Jewish people, having wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, finally standing on the edge of the land, and Moshe encourages them, when you come into the land, be strong, be brave, go into battle, and do what you have to do, settle the land, work the land, but never, ever forget where these blessings come from. Never, ever forget who brings you the goodness that you so richly enjoy and deserve. The middle of the parsha, however, is quite different. It's the tochacha. It's that long list of, well, curses that Moshe says to the Jewish people. If you don't behave according to the will of God, the consequences will be too terrible for words. And in exact language, in painful and frightening language, Moshe details what in fact could, and as history has shown, did happen to the Jewish people. And one wonders, why do we start with this glorious entry into the Parsha, Kitavo coming into the land, and it's within this Parsha that we talk about some of the most horrible things that could happen and did happen to the Jewish people. And Moshe again enumerates them precisely. He doesn't pull his punches. He talks to us in a language, on a simple language, which is overwhelming in terms of the fear that it should bring out from each and every one of us. And this is why the custom is, in many shuls, no one is called to this particular portion. It's the one who reads. He's not called to the Torah. He simply reads it, making the blessing before and after. And as you know, he reads it quickly in an undertone. It's not words that we want to hear. It's not words that make us feel good and comfortable. It's not words that we look forward to. We want to get through it as quickly as possible. Why include the Tochacha, particularly at this time, and particularly in this Pasha? And in order to understand that, we have to look at it from a number of different levels. It's not enough simply to look at the admonitions, the tochacha, the harsh words that are used by Moshe. Don't forget we already heard many of them from God himself in Bechokotai. 
But we have to understand, in fact, what is truly happening here on so many different levels. On a simple level, Moshe is exercising tremendous leadership quality. He is concerned about his people. He knows that he's not going to enter into the land with them. He is going to put them in charge of Joshua. He knows that he will no longer be around to protect the Jewish people. As you've heard me say on so many different occasions, one of the great attributes of Moshe's leadership is no matter what, he stands in front of them, protecting them against the harshest things. He comes to God and puts himself at great personal spiritual risk in order to protect his people. And yet we see Moshe do this again and again and again because ultimately this is Moshe's purpose in the world. He was told, you are the Nasi, the leader of the Jewish people. And as a leader, his first and greatest responsibility is the security, the protection of his people, even against the wrath and anger and punishment of God. So Moshe is telling the Jewish people, you're coming into the land. It's a new experience. It's a change. You're not going to live in the blissful, wonderful, spiritual environment that you experienced in the wilderness. Food coming from heaven. The incredible water as a result of the presence of Miriam. The protecting clouds during the day and at night as a result of the merit of Aaron. You live the perfect life where you could sit all day and study the Torah. You could sit all day involved in spiritual activity. You didn't have to work the land. You didn't have to plow, sow, harvest. It came to you each and every single day directly from heaven. That was the gift of the manna. And Moshe is saying you're going into a different reality, a different reality, which is going to make all sorts of different demands upon your personality. And this is a new generation, it's a young generation, a generation that didn't necessarily stand at Sinai. They were told about Sinai. They believe in Revelation at Sinai, but they didn't stand at Sinai. And he tells these people, you're coming into a land. And while this land is a land which is blessed with milk and honey, it's a land that possesses all of Hashem's greatest, greatest gifts in every sense of the word. But nonetheless, you're going to have to work hard from your own perspective in order to achieve that. And as a result of that, you might make mistakes, sometimes even great mistakes, as in fact they did. And I won't be around to protect you. I won't be around to stand. Yes, from heaven I'll do whatever I can. Appeal to the highest heavenly courts for goodness and benefit on your behalf, but at the same time I won't be there physically as a leader, so I must tell you what I'm going to say to you now. And that is the consequences of behavior. The consequences of good behavior which brings about tremendous blessing. And God forbid the consequences of bad behavior which can bring about punishment as well. So on one level, what we read about in the parsha, the Tochacha, in this frightening admonition, is the fact that Moshe is telling the Jewish people, understand what maturity is all about. Maturity is being responsible for your actions, understanding that what you do is not lost somewhere. What you do in good will be repaid manyfold. And God forbid when you misbehave, the concept of punishment as well. 
But it's not only that. Yes, of course, that's a primary, obvious way of reading the Parsha of the week. But it's not only that. In fact, as our sages tell us, particularly our Kabbalistic and Hasidic sages tell us, contained within these terrible curses, contained within this frightening tochacha, are the most incredible gifts that God could possibly give to the Jewish people. And while we don't see it, while we don't feel it, while we don't understand it, as I'll explain later on, nonetheless it's there. And I've often told a beautiful story of the son of the Alter Rebbe Rabbi Shneir, Zalman of Liadi, the author of the Rav Shulchan Aruch and the Tanya. His young son tells the story how his father would read the Torah each and every single Shabbos. And one Shabbos his father wasn't there and someone else read the Torah. A notable, but not as great as his father. And when it came to this portion, he fainted. He became so ill that he thought he wouldn't be able to fast in Yom Kippur. When he was revived, some people asked him, you've heard this read every single year. Why is it that this year you actually fainted? And the young Rabdobber said, when my father reads this portion of the Torah, I don't hear curses, I only hear blessings. And this is why sensitive ears, who can listen and have the ability of hearing sensitive sounds, they see blessing even in the most trying and challenging of situations. And while, of course, from time to time, we too have the ability, we too are given the gift that not only do we see the silver lining in the cloud, we begin to see the incredible blessing that came through the passage of difficulty. This is there, the gift, the greatness. So while on the one hand we understand Moshe is telling the people, be aware of what the consequences of behavior is all about. At the same time, we have to look far beyond that, not only as punishment, but to recognize eventually the fact that contained here within is the most incredible of gifts, of divine gifts and blessings. As I said before, it's not obvious to all of us. And sometimes we don't see it at all. Sometimes we are so overwhelmed and overcome by the obvious presence of difficulty that we think to ourselves that God, God forbid, is crushing us. And nothing could be further from the truth. God is loving in each and every single way to each and every one of us. And while he chooses in his own way, in his divine wisdom, to approach this individual in one way, another individual in another way, we must always remember, and I say this again and again, and I cannot say it often enough, Whatever challenge in life we are given, we have the capacity, we have the ability, we have the God-given strength to deal with it, to see it on a different level. Not to be crushed, God forbid, by experiences, but to stand firm and strong and see this, yes, as an overture from God. And if it's an overture from God, as everything is, as our sages tell us, Evil doesn't descend from heaven.
And this is why throughout Jewish history, even though we've experienced the most trying of situations so many times, driven into exile, driven into exile in the cruelest, most tyrannical of ways, we survive, we thrive, we grow, we continue with tremendous strength to hold the flag of our identity high. This is what the parasha is talking about. You will come into the land and you will have challenges. You will come into the land and you'll have great difficulties. You'll come into the land and want to do things that you didn't know existed before. And this might break you. Don't allow yourself to be broken. Understand that with strength, with the attitude of thanksgiving, with the attitude of knowing where everything comes from, there is blessing and goodness and greatness contained in each and every single situation. And you have to work hard to see it, to find it, to enjoy it, and to thank God for what you've been given. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So toward the end of the Pasha, after Moshe describes in frightening detail the Tachacha, the curses, God forbid, that might come to the Jewish people, and in fact did come to the Jewish people, if we are honest about our history, what does he say to them? That you didn't have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the heart to understand all the things that God gave you until this day. You had to march through the wilderness for 40 years to understand what, in fact, the experience of life is all about. We think that it comes instantly. We think as soon as we grow up, we know everything and we understand everything. But for eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand, this takes tremendous effort, sometimes 40 years, sometimes even longer. And Moshe says, you have to look at what God gave you. You have to look at the gifts, the goodness, the blessing. It's only by understanding what you are given and having the strength, the humility to express thanksgiving and gratitude that you begin to understand the other areas of life and ultimately all areas of life. If you don't express thanks... If you don't try and develop a passionate, powerful relationship between yourself and God, you will never understand anything. You won't understand aspects of life. You will see things. You won't know what you're seeing. You will hear things. You won't know what you're hearing. You will look at the world and think you understand, and you will understand nothing unless you take those eyes and those ears and that heart, train them well, exercise them well. Learn to see what has to be seen. Have the patience, the strength, the courage to look at something, to examine it closely, to understand its inner dimensions, to understand that ultimately it comes from God. Listen to your ears. Let your ears begin to discern the special sounds that are out there. There is so much noise. There is so much noise out there. You have to train your ears to hear things carefully. Everybody wants to sell something. Everybody wants to get your attention good and bad, and sometimes worse than bad. Everybody wants to get your attention. Buy this, accept this, wear this, do that. So many scenes are presented to us, good and bad. And we have to have the knowledge 
We have to have the strength to listen to that which is good and to reject that which is negative. To see things that are uplifting and moral and to look away from that which is wrong. To use our hearts and mind in a specific sort of way to refine, to develop, to understand. And how do we achieve that? We achieve that by saying thank you to God for the gifts, for the blessings that he does give us. And by saying it more and more and with greater sincerity, we ultimately begin to expand our knowledge. We begin to expand our sight. We begin to expand our hearing. And life becomes altogether different in the most positive way. The beginning of the Parsha speaks coming to the land, understanding what you've been given, coming into a place of great opportunity, and saying thank you to God, expressing gratitude. The end of the Parsha speaks about that it's not something which happens overnight, it's something which can take 40 years, if not more. And this is why in this type of so-called sandwich, the beginning of the Parsha and the end of the Parsha, we begin to understand what the Tochach is. It's not only that God, God forbid, wants to hurt us or crush us, but God wants us to understand first, on a simple level, the consequences of our behavior. And second of all, to see it not in a negative way, but in a positive way, that even the most challenging situation contains a great gift from God. So it's a special Shabbos. It's the Shabbos of Salichot. It's the second last Shabbos just before Rosh Hashanah. It's a Shabbos that we read a truly important Parsha of Kitavo, understanding life in the deeper and more powerful way. So when you're in Shul tomorrow, listen carefully to what's being read. Listen carefully because this will create what others call, quite nicely, the attitude of gratitude, the ability to recognize gifts from God and doing the appropriate thing of saying thank you. It'll give you an understanding of what you have to see and how to see it, what you have to hear and how to hear it, what you have to understand and how to understand it, so that life becomes purposeful. Life becomes meaningful. Life becomes not, well, this and that and the other, but it's an ongoing combination of the good and the challenging and how each and every one brings with it great blessing. Have a wonderful Shabbos. As we approach the New Year Rosh Hashanah to be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet and wonderful year, a year of blessing in every sense of the word, on every single level, materially and spiritually. Make it a good year. Do whatever you can. We still have time before Rosh Hashanah. We still have time to reach out to God's 13 levels, measures of infinite divine compassion, which each and every one of us can achieve the Chavez.